Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Still His Kingdom Keeps, a creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I cover every single episode of the TV show Merlin. And we are progressing our way through... Oh, God, tell me I didn't write the wrong episode number down. Season four, four. episode five? <laughs> you got right? it. You nailed it. Okay, good. I have wrote down Merlin season three, episode five. So we're in the middle of season four. Uh, not a lot of episodes of Merlin left, Chris. We uh, Not a whole lot. We have more behind us than we do ahead of us. There's something. I, I wanted to put out the call. Uh, we Chris and I talk a lot about what we're going to do after uh, Still His Kingdom Keeps. And I think like the easy thing is on over on Monster of the Week, like we still want to cover the Winchesters, right? Like mm-hmm. the new TV show. Um, but I'm if you think that you have the perfect idea for Chris and Jeremy to cover a TV show, if you think you have the perfect TV show uh, for us to cover... Uh, just let us know. See, you know. Hit us up on patreon.com slash monster of the week. Hit us up on Twitter, I guess, at M-O-2-W-Cast or His <laughs> Kingdom Keeps. Um, hit us up on Mastodon. <laughs> I guess yeah. we're over there. I, I signed up for Mastodon the other day. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing over there, Chris. I'm just, I'm just on, um, I'm on the I'm, Hit us I'm up on, on Tumblr. Yeah, I have been more active on Tumblr. I've been posting some memes I, 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 I might get back into Tumblr. I'm just saying it. I uh I kind of wish the thing that I miss from uh the thing that I want Tumblr to have nowadays is no reblogs. Like I just want to be like I don't want to see a reblog from me. I just only want to see your original content, which I know defeats sure. the purpose. But yeah. Anyway, if you have a suggestion, come hit us up. Uh, we will we will take those into consideration. I'm curious what people say. Say uh, if your suggestion is X Files, Buffy, Game of Thrones, or uh, what is the other one we always get suggested? Um, there is another one. What? Is, yeah. Um, Fringe. Those are the four we always get yeah, suggested. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those those four we know. <laughs> but if you have, yeah, we know those ones. We if you have ones. something that you think is super cool that could match kind of the themes around Supernatural and Berlin, we'd be glad to hear it. Uh, and I talked for a long time, Chris. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm well. Do you want to catch us dude, up? You on know what? I take oh. that back. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Arthur's different, dude. He's Arthur's different. changed. You know, he he becomes famous and then it goes to his head. Anyway. You know what the problem um, is? I don't know if you noticed. I, th- somebody in the Discord had to point this out to me. Uh, Arthur's got a new grill. Dude, I didn't notice that either. But now that you say that, that's got to be it. It's got to be it. Be like, it. I, he got a new grill and then suddenly his shit don't stink? Okay, I'm sorry, Arthur. That I, has nothing to do with it, all right? When I go get a haircut, and it's an especially good haircut, I come home with a little bit of swagger to myself. And my wife yeah. is like, you are too big for your britches, mister. You mm-hmm. need to settle all of that down. You got Just because you got your hair cut and you're looking all good uh, doesn't mean that you can just talk to me that way. And you got to hit like, her with, you know, I think my britches fit just right. And then you do a little spin. And then I gets, it gets her in the bedroom every time, Chris. I'm not going to lie. I don't, don't, every time. Don't dude. normally talk sex stuff, but gets her in the bedroom <laughs> every time. Uh, Talking about the appropriately sized britches will do it to anyone. Last yep. time on Merlin, <laughs> after a former pupil of Gaius steals an artifact from the castle vaults, King Arthur sets out to stop the man and destroy the dragon egg that the man wishes to steal. Dude, Julius didn't even get a name in my recap here. <laughs> Merlin, of course, can't allow this to happen and works his magical mischief to not only secure the dragon's egg, but hatch it with the help of Kilgara. I think that's his name. Bringing forth a new white dragon as a symbol of hope. For the future of Albion. I love it. Uh, we're covering season four, episode five, His Father's Son. Uh, this His aired Father's on, Britches. This aired on October 29th, 2011, written by Jake Mishi, directed by Alex Pillai. Arthur faces his first true test as king when he incurs the wrath of the formidable Queen Anis. With the lives of thousands hanging in the balance, Arthur must find the strength to be his own man and become the leader Camelot so desperately needs. Uh, I think this is a... 
a really interesting episode and I'm glad mm-hmm. that they delve into this stuff. We've had a lot of like Arthur coming into his own and like not being just the, the pompous prince and having a whole episode kind of dedicated to realizing he has to listen to his own heart. He has to make his own decisions and that uh, just because something like seems like the easy path or the best path doesn't necessarily make it right is really, really fascinating to me. Uh, yeah. And it's, it gets into this thing of like, what is a just leader? Right. Like, and I think that some of the questions that are asked in this, especially at the beginning, uh, like what would you have done with that dude that you captured? Like when he says no, like he's just going to keep doing the shit that you, that you're telling him not to do. Like, what would you, what would you have to do? You have to kill him. Um, yeah. So I, I just, I just, I find this like kind of a, a really, really, it's not a fun episode, really. It's that's it's, it's but kind it, of, yeah, a, it's, it's exploring things that Merlin hasn't really gone near totally. And this is, this is definitely new territory for me. I'm pretty sure I saw episode four previously, but this was, so this is like the first brand new episode of Merlin for me. And it feels like such an interesting one to kind of like start this new half of the journey on because it's dealing with some tricky subjects like they deal with this exact dilemma on game of thrones several times right which is a of course more mature show and to then come into this and see them do that same thing to arthur and it's like this is really the perfect way like this is the perfect conundrum for him um for him as he as he becomes you know the man who's going to be king here he's new he's no longer prince arthur he's king arthur and this is this kind of small choice that has has huge ramifications that's this is this is a perfect way to begin i uh I'm, I'm, i agree with everything that you just said uh but just to head off some angry people i just want to say that i don't think game of thrones is necessarily a more mature show i just think sure it, sure sure i guess it's I, got I, m-rated I, right i just like, think it has know. titties that's the only that's yeah. the biggest <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah it just it just has titties yeah, and no, blood fair enough, fair yeah, enough, that's fair it enough, I mean, that's that's the reason it's yeah. um I think it's a, I think it's a lot much darker show. I think that's probably yeah. The, maybe the, darker. Maybe darker yeah. is just the the charm. It isn't. This actually Merlin is is often quite quite a mature show. Um, yeah. But in the mm-hmm. positive sense and not in the um uh, titties way. Of course, so. of course, Game <laughs> of Thrones never had a whole episode about troll farts. So what the fuck do Dude. I know? Yeah. Dude. Yeah. That's true. That is true. Um. We're going to start anyway, off. We see a knight of Camelot running across the plains, being chased by what looked like a bunch of barbarians to me. Uh, he manages to make it into the woods and turns around, and it's Merlin, of all people. Uh, and as he trips over himself and falls down, a uh, hatchet comes flying away, flying towards him, uh, and he almost gets his nutsack split open by this thrown axe. Uh, but he runs into the woods further and there's a dead end and all of these barbarians find him uh, and they're very pleased because they're going to kill this knight of Camelot. But uh, 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 Arthur is mm-hmm. Trixie. This is an ambush and all of his knights are at the top of this ridge and uh, <laughs> Arthur, King Arthur does this 47 second long jump into the fray yeah. <laughs> that is filmed in the most ridiculous way possible and I love it. <laughs> but it is just, he jumps for a long time. Dude, he's got to stop jumping off of shit. He could roll an ankle and that's it for him. That is, he's the king. He can't be rolling his ankle. That's just not appropriate. Uh, but but as king, he does have to be able to dunk. That's something that, that Uther taught him at a young it's a, age. It's a tradition of Camelot to be able to Dude, dunk on your say pose. what you want about Uther, but he had ups. He yeah, had ups. He, he did have ups. That was a white man that could jump, as a matter of fact. Um, they win this battle very quickly uh, and discover that amongst these barbarians is the leader, the king Carleon? Carleon? Car- Car- Carleon. Oh, I God. They said don't remember. So I don't know why times. I struggled with this so much, but I think it's Carleon. Yeah. And I think that this is also the name of the country. <laughs> of the what? I got very confused. I feel like I wasn't paying enough attention. Oh, yeah. I think so. I think it is like maybe he's the king of. No, because it says Steve yeah. Hartley as king 
Carleon or whatever. So whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, and this dude's carrying the Royal Crest, so we know he's legit. And that night, Aggravain comes to Arthur and is like, hey, uh, the reason that you're seeing enemies encroach on your territory is because they're testing you. Uh, Uther was a known quantity. He was known to be strong and ruthless. And uh, you're unknown so they think they could come over here and fuck your shit up you need to make an example of him you need to offer to him terms or you know if he doesn't accept your terms kill him and part of these terms is like giving up access to some piece of land or something that's going to be like like even arthur is like he's never going to agree with that and like and aggravate of course is like yeah that's why we're we're doing this no shit no Um, shit um this is a big deal for arthur though because as he says he's like he's not going to kill a prisoner in cold blood they're not the type who like (laughs) arthur isn't the type to execute somebody just because they won't do what he says i think he just splints like okay well i'll just keep him a prisoner i guess but this yeah. feels like it's crossing a line for him meanwhile um, merlin is in double digits in cold-blooded murder territory <laughs> like he's killed like, many people so, somebody <laughs> needs to check in on merlin check in on Merlin's <laughs> psyche and just see because he wasn't always like this man something snapped in him do you remember and that the fact that he's able to to go through his days with a smile <laughs> do you remember that episode of supernatural uh I want to say it's the one where Dean dies multiple times that in the episode, like over and over mm-hmm, again. Mm-hmm. And then um, the part of that episode that nobody ever remembers is Sam at the very end living without Dean, just going into like dark psychopath mode. Yeah, he's a robot. <laughs> That's just Merlin now. <laughs> Merlin yeah. is just a, a vicious robot ready to kill Merlin's everything like in his head. like a Terminator. Path. He's just like, <laughs> nobody knows. Somehow no, nobody pays enough attention. Nobody's ever asking him, how you doing? Um, but in fact, here, Merlin is the one asking, hey, how you doing? He wants to talk to Arthur about this because mm-hmm. he's like, man, Aggravain, we don't even really know that guy, and he's telling you to kill somebody. Like, yeah, the- we should just not talk to him, right? But uh, Arthur shuts him down because he's different, dude. He's changed. Um, the crown changed him, you know what I mean? And uh, he's already shutting out his friends. And Merlin even says, like, this isn't like you. You've always been merciful. Uh, and Arthur <clears throat> shuts him down even harder and saying, like, you need to stick what you stick to what you know, which is just murdering innocents. <laughs> I haven't seen you do it, but I'm pretty sure it's you. I, I've, I've heard the rumors. <laughs> um, Agravain then presents this treaty that's drawn up to the king uh, and who refuses to even read it. Sirloin has to pick it up and read it for him. And this king is like, absolutely not. Um, and the king is just like, okay, like... I'm not going to do this, and if the other option is for you to kill me, then fine. And he kneels down and tells Arthur to make it quick. And, of course, Arthur is like, hey, just, you know, please just sign this treaty. Uh, and this dude is just like, yeah, you're you're not going to kill me. Um, and I love this line where Arthur says, you leave me no choice. And the king says, you do not choose anything. It is my choice to die and mine yeah, alone. Dude. Like, fuck you. Like, you're, not, you're not even killing me right now. I'm killing myself. Like, you can't this fire guy, me. This I guy's pretty, pretty tough. This guy's got some iron in him, you know? Absolutely. Um, but yeah, all this shit about, oh, our fathers had peace, blah, blah, blah. Um, and yeah, he's like, no, we're not going to have peace. We're not going to be like our fathers. You're certainly not like your father. Which, um, you know, as the audience, as the viewer, we go, that's actually quite the compliment. If you only thank you. knew. Thank you very much. Uh. Yes. <laughs> we don't see Arthur kill this dude, uh, but we see the reaction. Agravain has a big smile on his face, and Merlin just has this very, uh, very intense look of concern. Very unfazed, very... Um, just, it's just it's like he just you know was watching somebody cross the street. It was nothing to him because when, uh, he's, he's unfeeling <laughs> and he's broken. <laughs> when they get back to the castle, uh, Merlin hangs the skin of the king that he peeled away from this flesh. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Arthur's like, what the fuck? What is that? Is that a is that a is that a King Carleon suit? What is that? Yeah. What did you when did you have that made? Uh, um, making a blanket out of it for your bed, sire. Uh, 
back at the castle, Agravane congratulates Arthur on making this decision and then kind of watches as Arthur runs over to Gwen to give her a big hug and a kiss. Uh, and you can mm. see like his machinations working. Um, and then the next morning, as Merlin is presumably like waking Arthur up, uh, he mentions like, you know, it can't be easy to kill a man that like that. Uh, and Arthur is like, you know, that's true, but like you had to show some strength. Uh, and then we're going to get to this kind of argument a, a lot where Merlin's like, well, couldn't being compassionate show strength? And Arthur's yeah. like, uh, actually, none of this really matters. Uh, you should just, he says, my conscience is clean, unlike my room, which I think is very funny. Unreal. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a very, very good, thank you, Arthur, for just busting Merlin down a peg. I really appreciate that. Uh, yeah, so good. Use your kindness, clean my fucking room. Um, yeah, the, I, the, the central crux of everything that Merlin is, is looking at here is he sees what Arthur's going through, but more than that, he sees that he's pushing his friends away. Yes. Already. He's burdening himself with everything. And you know what? Rightfully so. He's at the top of the pile. He's the he's the top of the pyramid. He's the king. Arthur, And that's what Arthur <laughs> says. He's like, yeah, that's exactly what I have to do. Like, I can't rely on Merlin people is an me. indentured servant. He doesn't get a paycheck. He doesn't get a paycheck. He doesn't like Let get Arthur papers. do all the heavy lifting, okay? Yeah. All right? I he think gets, we're being a little bit too nice here. He gets rewarded by with ham and bad apples. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, the body of uh, King Carleon is brought to the queen... Uh, who immediately says this is not the this is not a a battle or this is not a wound from war. This is a, a this mortal blow is the work of cowards, and she immediately swears some revenge. Uh, so yeah. she's she's gonna be she's gonna be she's real mad about all this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that night, Agravain comes to see Arthur to talk about a quote unquote delicate matter, uh, uh. and manages to convince Arthur that he should not date Gwen, which is a the fact that this one conversation is all it takes shows how how rattled Arthur is. Maybe rattled's yes. not the right no, word. I think, I think rattled is a good word for it. He's crumbling under the pressure. Even like the night before he cut that guy's head off, I assume he cut his head off. Um, that that night before he didn't sleep because Merlin finds him still sitting by the campfire in the morning when they go to to, to do it. Uh, that's affecting him. And to the fact that he at this point would be willing to do anything about Gwen like he he fought so hard like they finally get to be together after everything and for him to just be able to take what Agravain says like he's he's crumbling under, under the pressure he's not handling it well he's under the pressure under more scrutiny and it also this starts this whole thing this whole episode helps to illustrate why Uther was such a terrible king um I don't think that again in like in universe I feel like he's supposed to be like a, a strong good king uh, obviously he committed all these atrocities even if you put the atrocities aside Uther had no friends he pushed everybody away I he can forgive just, like, the racism but I'm going to draw the line at hurting a dog <laughs> or whatever that you're absolutely um, right yes I, I, yeah. I don't mean to, to undercut you by making a dumb joke but yes you're, you're no, absolutely no. right like and I'd I, I actually kind of like the fact that it takes just this one conversation, and, and I like that Arthur is so rattled uh, completely because he was expecting years of existence before Uther passed away, and now this whole mm-hmm. thing has mm-hmm. been kind of thrust in his arms, and he's just trying to cope with it, and he's struggling, as just probably any young man would, even a young man who's mm-hmm. been trained from birth to to do this job. Like, he's still very insecure about himself. And, um, you know, I, I think it's... I'm glad that this is the, the, the first challenges he's facing are, like... For lack of a better term, they're challenges of the heart rather than just like, oh shit, there's a big monster that you got to kill and you're the king, so you got to lead us. Because like, he's been doing that shit, right? Yes. So I'm glad that they didn't just 
make the the challenges facing King Arthur just these big epic adventures, right? I'm sure there'll be plenty of those to come. But I, I like that this is this is where we're starting off. It's it's the inner struggle because if we if we just skipped over that, like they sometimes just skipped over some of the Morgana stuff, and then suddenly she's just the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad that they're they're giving him this time to to struggle. Uh, but it's really dumb that he's like, yeah, I guess I'll break up with the love of my life because my weird uncle says so. Well, and he also like I, I like because immediately after this we go to a scene where he's in the in the training yard just pummeling this poor punching bag that Merlin is trying mm. to hold uh and you know Merlin is trying to talk to him like it seems like you have a lot of anger and he's like no 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 this is focus this is me just working out you know just trying to control this focus that I have and I'm like that sounds like anger uh yeah and this is when Leon arrives with the news that the the queen is at their border with the big army so oh, shit. Uh, Arthur has to lay out a bunch of strategy, saying that they're going to go meet him in the field where they'll have the high ground. And then uh, who is caught sneaking into the Queen's castle, but everybody's uh, favorite witch, Morgana, mm. uh, who is immediately brought before the Queen, who, of course, recognizes Morgana because everybody knows everybody. They only live about two leagues yeah. apart. Uh, does it's not, not take that long. far. And, yeah. and dude, shout out to Gorloy. Uh-huh. Morgana's like, like quote unquote father. Um she she starts throwing his name around yeah and um yeah. how like hey you know he, he was my true father like screw uther like he's my father by blood but that my my real father was Gor- gorloy this guy who died in battle fucking 25 years ago um but she, yeah she's like i want revenge too she's like i'm not gonna get into all the other stuff it's actually kind of complicated <laughs> <laughs> but so we're just gonna stick with this we're easy just... answer and she kind of she doesn't like swear swear fealty to to the this queen but um she's she they make an alliance yeah this works so the queen is is like okay well i uh, obviously you hate uther and arthur just she's as like much i can literally I just tell by your makeup how much you hate your dad, yeah you're so, yeah. yeah you obviously yeah. have a whole thing going on here i kind of dig your vibes maybe you could do my mm-hmm. wings before you leave or at least, at least show my my ladies in waiting how to do my wings i don't know what you want to do <laughs> is that what they're called they're called wings right i don't i don't autumn doesn't wear wings but i'm pretty sure yeah i think wings. they're yeah. wings dude they're wings yeah, yeah they're definitely wings what else would they be i don't know I, tails? I, they're not tails. Eye tails? That's definitely wrong. <laughs> uh, let's just, let's watch. Let's do a thirty minutes on Chris and Jeremy just getting makeup wrong. Discovering makeup. Let's, yeah. yeah, we're gonna our next series that we're gonna cover is just uh, popular uh, makeup tutorials because it's time that we listened. Who is We've that? Done uh... A lot of talking, and now it's time to listen. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Who was that YouTube makeup person that everybody loved and they got ran off the internet uh, because it was so intense? I don't. I, I, oh, I, I, don't I, I see you're talked about it could, everywhere. It could be any of them. And there's a bunch of them that all got ran off the internet. You're not. You're not wrong. Uh, come back. The, the world needs all of you. Um, <laughs> Merlin. So Morgana swears not fealty, but it's like I'm going to help you. She and then, swears about the wings thing. Um, and then we go to Merlin and Arthur uh, and. Of course, Merlin does is doing this bit where he's just complaining about having to go into the field about like, oh, we're not going to have any, de- any decent food. We're going to be sleeping on the ground again. Um, and like, <laughs> Arthur's just like, I don't, I just want you to know, I will not be sharing that bed with you. And, and it's just the weirdest, because Merlin's like, what? No. <laughs> yeah. I was definitely not saying that. <laughs> That's not what I meant at all. <laughs> like um. doing, doing the Final Fantasy uh, uh, 10 laugh that everybody hates. <laughs> but very funny and very very like you, you two boys are gonna kiss at some point like i hope you i hope yeah. you two boys kiss but i can't even focus on that because arthur's doing something i've never seen him do before put on a cloak what is he up to dude what is he doing with this hooded cloak why is he dressing this way where is he sneaking off to you can tell uh that he is going through some shit 
because he's he's bringing out the goth clothes. He's bringing yeah. out the high school goth clothes. He's like, I need my cloaked. I need my Doc Martens. I need my Jinkos. I need. Yeah. Yeah. Give me my electronic music. I just started watching Letterkenny again. So all of the all of the skids <laughs> is what I'm picturing Arthur as right he's now. He's still got the chainmail on over his Jinkos. Yeah. Is In a way, that actually enhances it. Is a wallet chain like. You think like that's that's armor, dude. Does it fit with with chainmail? Like it's it's got chain right there, but do you think it like goes? Do you know what I'm saying? Like I if, think it, um, yeah. Well, it's different. It's different type of link. It's different. Type, it's not the same. It's not made from the same material. So you it's think you think that's a fashion material? No-no. You think you think if you're wearing chainmail to to leave, either leave the wallet at home or secure it in a different way besides a different wallet chain. Yeah, I mean, think of think of the origins of a wallet chain. If that's not like the chain that you'd wear, like a sheath on for a sword or a dagger, then what is it, dude? It's just a holdover from those days. Your, your, your you know? wallet chain did exist, and yes, okay, I now see where you're coming. Dude, with wearing this. a wallet okay. chain is like two steps away from just like having a holster on, like in the cowboy days, you know? So, I don't know what the fuck I'm it's, talking it's about. It's like it's oh. like it's it's one step away from just being a bass player, yeah. <laughs> dude. dude. You might as well have a have a five string bass with you. <laughs> Do they even make him five strings or just jump to six string? Anyway, uh, well, you know what Arthur's doing? He's fucking sneaking off and he's going to see Gwen. Yes, he gets busted by a by a cop on his way there, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Listen, buddy, I'm your I'm boss. A king. I'm a taxpayer. Wait a minute, no, yeah. I'm not. You're a taxpayer. Wait, wait, you pay my yeah, taxes. You're a taxpayer. Yeah. <laughs> the guard's like, actually, no, sir. I'm a knight. I don't pay taxes. He's like, well, we're gonna change that. We gotta fucking change that. Uther had a plan. He just he got really weird after before, before everything happened. So we're gonna we're gonna fix that. You're gonna pay taxes, young man. Um, storms off. Arthur is able uh, knocks on the door, then and, and Gwen lets him. Funny inside. enough, Arthur dressed like a goth, never acting more like an old Republican. There you go. There you go. It's you know, it's, it just goes to show you that goth is in the heart; and it's not in the clothes. Um, <laughs> That's right. That's right. He begins this whole speech uh, that I feel like most of us are, are immediately know where this is going. Um, Dude, he says things. I want to slap this boy in the face, uh, no, and I'm sorry uh, to say, I'm starting to get violent on this podcast. He says that he things have changed for him, and it's no longer relevant what he wants for himself. Uh, uh, he says that um, now that he's a king, it won't be appropriate. You're literally so stupid, Arthur. Won't be appropriate to be seen with her, and of course, he immediately is like, "So I'm inappropriate now." And he's like, "No, no, 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 no! Wait, 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 wait." Um, and Gwen. It took you four seasons to get a girlfriend. <laughs> Lock her down, bro. This is not the time and to break up with this? her. And now you're doing this? Now you're telling her she's down. not appropriate? Mm. I could, dude, the pain you're causing her! I'm sure, I've, I'm sure I've told you this, but uh, when Autumn and I f- first dated, like I literally broke up with her over laundry one day just because I was like... I just don't want a girlfriend anymore, and it was it was it was very close to being the most ridiculous and dumbest decision of my entire life. Like yeah. if I I want yeah. one time I didn't break up with anybody like that, but I did get a call one time from a girl in like eighth grade who was like, "Hey, I like you. Like, what's going on?" And I was like, "Um, I can't answer that right now. I'm playing Final Fantasy Tactics." I name dropped it, and then I said, "All right, I gotta go. Bye." And then I, got- I don't I never I never followed up on that conversation, which was really shitty. You ever um, you ever look up but- look her up on Facebook? See what she's doing now. Oh no! I, I I see her. I see her around. I see her around. Oh wow! Have uh, you never? You never? I mean, obviously now you. She works you, at the liquor store that I go to. Ah, uh, so things are going great for her. Uh-huh. Solid uh-huh. job. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So uh-huh. Not stalking. Not stalking you whatsoever. Anyway. Gwen, um, Gwen says does not deserve to be treated like this. Hundred percent. Gwen says this does not sound like the man she knows. Um, and of course, he denies like that this is any other decision than his own. Um, and eventually, he's like, "I gotta, I gotta just leave. I gotta, I gotta get out of the situation." And as he's leaving, she warns him, "Hey, don't, 
let anybody tell you what to do. You have a good heart. And if you be true to it, you will be the king that you want to be. Um, and that's, you know, Gwen taking a break- breakup, like in a spectacular way and also like providing some life advice on the way out. She needs to be moving on immediately. Like I know we, we Dude, j- you know, I to Gwen's qu- credit, because all I can think about Arthur's being selfish, she's thinking about his own pain, his own appearance is like, well, my pain doesn't matter. I can put it aside for the good of the people. Fuck you. That doesn't good to the people. They don't give a shit. You listen to aggravate about this, but he's not considering her pain. At all. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. But she does seem like she's like above it all, dude. She's like, I'm like, I, (laughs) I want to say that it's that she's above it all. But really, I think that Gwen's just been beaten down by life too much to even (laughs) care anymore. I feel like you can't hurt me more than than life already has. There's whatever. There's also an aspect of this of where Gwen uh, just instinctively kind of knows her place in this society. And I don't agree that that should be where her place is or anything like I'm not going to. But I'm also like she probably is thinking like, yeah, I kind of figured that this was coming down the pipe. Like as soon as you got Mm -hmm. to be king, like, I mean, this is going to be a weird situation. Like, and I don't want to be like your I don't want to be your your side thing or anything like that. So uh, you just you just go and have a good heart. And I am going to move to to uh, Odin's kingdom. Can they name check Odin yeah. at some point in this? I'll, I'll see you guys later. I can blacksmith. I don't know if you guys know that. I'm really good at blacksmithing. I don't just um, fold clothes. Yeah, <laughs> but she, you know, she does stick it to him a little bit because she's she knows that this isn't his own idea. Of course, he denies it, calls himself his own man, right? Dude, that's the last thing you are That's right the now, last Arthur. thing, yeah, yeah. Like, you don't even know. You've never been your own man, all right? You're Merlin's man. Let's make one thing perfectly clear. <laughs> you, were, you were alive because of Merlin. Merlin. Uh, Merlin. <laughs> I think maybe Gwen is... She's not devastated by this or anything because she has more self-respect than that. But, um... I think that she does sort of know that this is this is an idea. This is a thought that that someone has put into Arthur's head and he's going to come to his senses. I, t- I feel like that's what that she thinks. That's what I want her to think, that she knows he's he's going to regret this and he's going to come running back. They don't say that. She doesn't say that. She doesn't imply that. But that's my reading on it is I think that she kind of knows who he is true at heart. And it, once he starts being true to himself again, he'll 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 see things the, clearly. Um, the next day, Arthur rides out to greet his army and rides out to meet the other army with him. Gaius and Gwen are watching from a window because, of course, they are. Uh, and Gaius is like, "Don't worry, he'll he'll be home." And she's like, "No, this time is different." And he's like, "No, Gwen, he's got his friends around him. You of all people know that. You make out with them all the time." And she's like, "Gaius, this is none of your business. <laughs> you you don't even know what you're talking about." Um, Guys, watch your fucking tongue. And nobody I, has ever said that to you. I'll be the one to fucking. <laughs> <laughs> if any, nobody has threatened to cut out your tongue, Gaius, let me be the fucking first. I saw your tongue during the troll episode. <laughs> yeah, we're okay? getting rid of and that. I don't bad ever want to see it. Or, or the goblin or whatever it was and I'm sick of it I think you're a pervert and, I, and I'm disgusted with you guys is sitting there just ashen face he doesn't know, he's like how does she know about the tongue thing um we get this really really moody scene I love this I, mm-hmm. I think this is amazing this is Arthur standing on um like the top of this ridge looking down at the encroaching army uh gray skies you know contrasting against his red cloak as his like face is clouded even maybe more than the skies uh just just like you know brooding through this um, dude you could argue that while he stands on this precipice he's also standing on like a metaphorical precipice uh, you know what i mean between like blow me like, away dude holy like, shit like, like he's standing like between like he's like the darkness and the light dude i love it man i love it that's so fucking cool <laughs> um they uh 
Aggravain comes over and is like, hey, we're about to do a, the battle stuff. And Arthur's like, okay, that's fine. Um, and that night, as he's like sit in his tent, he like looks outside of his tent and he sees all of our boys. Percival, uh, we see Gwen, uh, Ilion, uh, Berlin is there making dinner for everybody. Um, <laughs> Lancelot's ghost is there, which is a little weird, yeah. but nobody says yeah, anything. He shows up like a force ghost. Um, <laughs> just, 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 hey. Um, They've replaced it with Hayden Christensen, damn it. <laughs> Um, and there's, you could tell like there's this moment of like regret on Arthur's part because we've always seen Arthur hanging with his boys. Like if there's one thing that that dude knows how to do above anything, it's hang. That's with what he thought the that being fellas. king was hanging with your boys, and That's, he forgot to realize that his dad didn't have any boys. His dad didn't have has zero Red boys. Red flag one. <laughs> dad, looking around the room, Gaius is your boy. He's your uh, only guy. He's your only. He's your dude. only dude. But are you serious, Gaius? He wasn't even a free man until season two man are you sure <laughs> oh, this, is this is a pathetic showing but um yeah he's not dude arthur's not joining in with the boys i we gotta calm down we're gonna be here episode. for uh, all night um <laughs> of course the the boys notice and they're like is he is he cool is he coming over uh Gwen wonders if he's okay and merlin's like gets real serious he's like he's our king he's gonna hold himself responsible if anything happens to any of us um, and the knights are like, okay, well, he needs a boost. So they all get together, they go in the thing, and they're like, hey, uh, we know that like we've made pledges to you, but we just want to remind you that we did that. Um, and we're wearing the Pendragon crest, and we're going to fight with pride in your name. You're our boy. And Arthur is immediately touched. He's like, oh my god, I was yeah. worried that I did yeah. not have any boys, uh, but now I have so sorry many about boys. That, sorry that I just broke up with your sister a little while ago. <laughs> sorry yeah. that I broke up with your sister. Oh, you uh, haven't heard? Uh, okay, uh, well, let me let me be the first to break the news that you guys are not going to be married to the yeah. royal family. Sorry, you're so. not you're not going to be like a royal uncle or anything anymore. Yeah, you're uh, still you're still good with that meager amount of land I gave you when I knighted you. Okay, cool. Just making sure that you meager got... amount of land. I mean, like you just like the backyard at Gwen's house. That's it. Yeah, like they own that house now. That's that was. Yeah. That was the, uh, whatever you call it, the dotage or whatever the fuck. I don't know what word I'm looking for. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> we, we're we not very good podcasters. Um, after getting, everybody leaves, Somehow we're getting worse after six years. Uh, after we're all worse. this experience, <laughs> we just get worse every time. Uh, afterwards, Merlin comes and he sits with Arthur when all the others are gone. Uh, and he, he confirms or, or affirms. That, hey, those guys, they mean every word. When they say that they're your boys, they mean it. And Arthur says that, like, of course, he doesn't He doesn't doubt that they would die for him. He doesn't doubt their loyalty. He only doubts if he deserves their loyalty, which I get, that's, that is a good conundrum to have. He's yeah. not being broody because he thinks that he... He doesn't think that he has to be alone. I think he just thinks he's no, he's not worthy of it. I mean, he just said that, and I'm just saying that. Well, and he and he realizes at this point, like, oh, I I have definitely made the wrong decision in killing that king. Yes. Like, I you know I I have made this decision. I have brought Camelot to this war, and I'm not the person that has to pay for this. Like all of my men do. Like they're mm-hmm. going to go out there, and we may win this battle, but thousands of lives are going to get uh, are going to be snuffed out because of a decision that I made in kind of a heat of a moment. Um, and it's interesting because it's playing on his pride, right? Because Uther, because of his pride, would have no problem sending other people out to fight his battle because that doesn't mean anything to him. Obviously, he wants to fight in the battle with them, but but other people's lives, I think, they didn't mean anything to him. Whereas Arthur, he's struggling with the pride because he thinks that it's all on him. He thinks he's the only one who can be doing these, these things. But at the same time, he also doesn't want people dying because of things that he's done. Um, so he's, he's, he's there's the struggle. Yeah. 
Uh, and that night, he puts on the goth clothes and he makes to sneak out. And of course, uh, Merlin wakes up as he's leaving and sees him leaving and goes to follow, immediately trips on some pans and falls into a tent. And it's just an amazing moment of just wacky <laughs> comedy. It would that be, I, it'd just be a little bit better if it was like a domino effect of like all the tents getting ripped down agreed. one by one. It'd be, it'd be a little too much, but it'd be great. I, I would I would actually really dig it. Um, and Merlin follows Arthur and watches as he walks himself into the enemy camp, surrenders himself and asks to see the queen. Um, he's taken to the queen. And before he can really even get started on this sentence, she just fucking slaps him across the face. Uh, and he takes that in stride and immediately starts apologizing. Uh, mm-hmm. And the queen is like, I don't care about your apologies. Your apologies aren't going to bring my husband back. Uh, you're not, your apologies are going to undo the wrong that you've done on my family. And he's like, absolutely, totally agree. We should do a trial by combat and, uh, instead mm-hmm. of this huge war because we shouldn't allow all of these lives to be lost. Um, and he makes the terms where if he wins, they'll retreat and go back to, you know, like six feet away to where their house is. Um, But if he loses, he'll give them half of Camelot. Uh, yeah, and this causes like Merlin to be so anxious that he's immediately caught listening. <laughs> so he gets brought yeah. in, which His almost ears were getting bigger and bigger by the minute, <laughs> <laughs> redder and bigger. And then finally, everybody was like, "What the fuck is that? What is that? Does it got a, a cartoon effect out here? Are we are we watching Who Framed Roger Rabbit? What is going what is on? Happening? Uh, uh, but yeah, they grab him and they they drag him in and in throw him before the queen here. Um, things aren't looking too good for for his boy here. And Arthur boy here. like is like, hey, no, he's just a simple-minded fool. Like, please don't kill him. And she's like, oh, that's you know, that's two favors that you're asking me for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but eventually, she agrees and tells him to leave with the fool. Uh, on the way back, Merlin kind of steps to Arthur a little bit uh, and is like, hey, I'm your friend. I'm looking out for you. You have to let me in. And Arthur is like, look, I know in your own twisted, kind of weird, small-brained way you're doing this, but like, don't. Like, you don't need to help me on this, any of this stuff. And to be honest with you, like, at this point, he kind of doesn't need to hear what it, anything Merlin has to say. You could tell he's already made this decision, right? Like, that's the mm-hmm. whole reason that he's doing this trial by combat situation. I wish he'd be a little bit nicer, but he it's true. He found he found the decision on his own, and in a way, it's like yeah, he's being shitty and he's pushing everybody away. He's not listening to Merlin, but that also means that yes, he did come to this decision on his own. And it from a writing standpoint, it wasn't just because Merlin told him; it was because he had his own inner conflict and he resolved it the only way that he knew how. Uh, and that you know that's good. That's 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 good writing for Arthur. Just be uh, nicer to Merlin, please. The next day, the knights are all like astonished that they're doing this deal. They insist that they could win this war. Um, and then of course, as soon as they find out that it's going to be a single combat, they all volunteer. Um, and, uh, I think it was, oh man, I'm going to already forget who it was in our discord. Auntie L. Yeah. Uh, pointed out like this would have been a really good time for, uh, Gwen to speak up because Gwen's whole backstory was hating nobility. And it was because this particular King like refused to help his mother or whatever. Like that was his whole oh thing. Oh. And, it, and it never gets mentioned in this. Um, and I feel like this would be a good time for him to be like, say a thing, but maybe they were just like, so focused on getting to Arthur's stuff that they didn't want to like bring Gwen's weird. Yeah. I could, it. I could see how that would, would interrupt it, but that would have been so cool. Yeah. These just guys a, a don't reference have to do anything to in this episode. Yeah. Um, even if he just said, Hey, you know, they, they killed my father or my, my mother exactly. or whatever. Um, yeah. Like I want, I'll need to do this for you and also reclaim my honor or something like because of the, the, their past treatment of me or whatever mm-hmm. it would be, would have been cool. Uh, but instead, uh, Arthur announces that he's going to be his own champion, which I feel like of everybody course. in the room should immediately tie him down to a chair and be like, this is the stupidest idea you've ever had. Yeah, <laughs> like I pretty dumb. I get that's, it. We, we would lose half of Camelot and our King. Yeah. Yeah. This We're is fucked. This is a, this is a very dumb decision. Um, 
meanwhile, we go back over to the queen, uh, and uh, they are talking in what has to be the most beautifully lit room that's ever been in, in Merlin or any TV show. Gorgeous. This like wonderful golden light is just shining on everybody, and I'm just like falling in love with like the fucking weirdo monster that they're gonna have as their champion. I'm like, oh my god, he's so beautiful, Morgana, Queen Anise. You know, the, ah. the visuals of all of this is, is fantastic. It's, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how much of it was, you know, CG or whatever, but they're showing the armies, they're showing all these tents out in these open fields. It just, they do everything but battle. And and that's fine. We don't need to see the big clash. I just think it all looks so great. And yeah, even the lighting here is fantastic. Uh, the queen tells Morgana she thinks that this must be some sort of trick. And Morgana's like, no, you, you just don't know Arthur. He is just a dumbass. Like He is yeah. just a fucking <laughs> idiot. Um, and Morgana kind of has to like double down um, and, and convince the queen that she's on uh the queen's side and she says no no no, i have i I have the power to make sure that arthur does not win this um and then we get our 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 little betrayal uh from agravain Mm -hmm. uh he sneaks into arthur's tent he grabs the sword he takes it to morgana um who like does a little spooky at him which i think is very funny like that's also what i would do if i was morgana all the time it's just anybody i would anytime i had to meet somebody i would just come up behind him and go like boo yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Just, just keep everybody on edge a little bit. Hey, boo. <laughs> oh. Whoa, what the fuck? Oh, the fuck? oh it's just you, Morgana. <laughs> Morgana, I'm at the urinal. Stop. <laughs> um, you try to buy a car, and I'm just tapping on tapping on the on your shoulder. Hey, boo. <laughs> Honking the horn and shit. Damn it. <laughs> That's, that, um, that interest rate is too high. Boo. <laughs> A goddamn heart attack, Morgana. Uh, yeah, this <laughs> bastard. I have been, I have been dropping a lot of f bombs. I do it a lot, but a bit extra this time. No more swears from here on out. This son of a gun uh-huh. steals the sword, brings it to Morgana. She scares him a little bit, and Boom. then I was so confused because she starts doing something so cool. She raises the the sword up. It, it does her little spell, and the sword catches on fire. And I'm thinking. This is, uh, am I crazy? She's making this sword way cooler. (laughs) (laughs) Arthur's definitely going to win now. This is awesome. Did you see the Elden Ring video going around um, where they figured out that uh, if you use the spell that like hides your weapon, so it just makes your weapon invisible in your hand, and then um, you equip it with a weapon art that like where you raise it to the sky and like cast lightning it looks like you're literally raising an empty hand to the sky and lightning is striking a sword into your hands that's very cool it is the coolest (laughs) thing in the world and i saw it right around the same time that i saw this and i'm like this fucking rules i love swords swords are swords are great dude i haven't even thought of that i've never even had the that kind of imagination before you raise your hand you call lightning in the form of a sword to your hand come on I get out of bed for in the morning. Man. That is, that is your shit. Let me see if I can find the video because now 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 I feel <laughs> like you were so really sick. you were really going to be and into see, this. Yeah, you, and that's the problem is because Morgana made the sword too cool, and I was like, well, you've just ensured victory. What is he going to be surprised when it turns out that his sword is way cooler than he thought it was? Like, is that going to be the trick here? He's going to drop it and surprise? I actually think that the trick that they use is kind of cool. Um, yeah, I think I, th- I think this is actually kind of a cool idea. I, sh- I just sent you that video if you just if you want to check it out. I think you're going to really get a kick out of it. Let me see. Let's take a little gander. Ugh, come on, phone. We gotta load up Reddit. Yeah, I know. Sorry about that. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, okay. Hey there. <laughs> Whoa. Let's get this. Uh, that was the hammer. Let me get the sword. Let me get the sword. Whoa, there mama. it is. There it is. I think Whoa, they get. I think they right. get progressively worse as they go. So I think you've got the best. <laughs> um. Um. 
I've been doing a little too much yelling over here. <laughs> your voice is going. You got your COVID voice back, and now you're ready to party. You know, it, dude, it started, I was already a little unhinged when I started doing the Final Fantasy laugh. That was when it was <laughs> that over. That was when you were all over with. So um, Morgana makes his sword really cool. Yes, and, and then we go that. to Arthur uh, getting ready for the fight, warning Merlin not to tie his armor too tight. Um, he gives his ring to Merlin to, to give to Gwen in case he dies. Uh, I was expecting like a, no, your sire, you give it to her. And he just, Merlin's just like, yeah, no, I got that. No problem. Um, uh, Arthur says for the first time since becoming king, he, he knows he's doing the right thing here. Yes. Which, I mean, he got us into the situation, but this is, given the situation, I'd say this is probably a good call. Um, and there is this nice moment where Arthur says, thank you, my old friend, to Merlin. And you can tell there's still a little bit of distance there. Um, the crown has changed him. But I, I was I was glad to at least see some acknowledgement of Merlin there. Like, Merlin snuck into the enemy camp with him last night. And I know that Arthur was mad at him, but, like, come on. He's, like, nobody is more loyal than Merlin. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, you know, he just he takes his sword, his cursed sword, and he heads out to fight. Even calling it a cursed sword, that just feels <laughs> like it's a bonus. Makes it sound good, dude. It makes it sound like it's like it's what's it's, the curse? It makes though? you stronger, but like like I don't know, like um, vines, thorny vines wrap up your arm mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. infect you with something. You know, like that's what I think of when somebody says they have a cursed sword. <laughs> Uh, we go over to the queen's champion, who is this massively huge dude, uh, mm. Darian. Uh, who looks like I, we should have seen him in any number of TV shows and, and things. Yeah. And he's been on a bunch, but I got, there was nothing that I had actually seen. I kind of figured this dude I thought would, you meant we just should have seen him just like in, from afar. From afar, like standing above, <laughs> towering above the, the lines he's, of soldiers. He's been sitting. There's a shot where he is just so, like they, and I know they shoot it from kind of um, at an upward angle to emphasize this, but like he's just mm-hmm. so much taller than Morgana and the Queen. <laughs> like he's, it's like a full like head and shoulders above them. It's crazy. Um, and it's, uh, and it's time to fight. So the two armies line up, uh, our two champions approach each other, uh, and, and begin to fight. Uh, there's a lot of fighting here. This is an extended fight scene. Um, it seems like it's pretty evenly matched at first, but, uh, Darian's sheer size is able to, uh, win over Arthur and, uh, he knocks Arthur down and goes for a killing blow. Arthur manages to dodge uh, and then s- slash his cheek, which, of course, enrages Darian. Mm. Um, and this is where we find out what Morgana's plan is. And from the sideline, she tells the queen that she has enchanted the spell, or excuse me, enchanted the sword to make it heavier, so heavy that nobody can raise it up. And she activates the spell, and immediately it's like uh, Arthur is just like, cannot pick up the sword. Yeah. Um, and he's almost killed because of this. And of course, Merlin is like watching from the sidelines and has to use some magic to stop the blade, which nobody notices. A nobody thousand notices. people. They're all, watching the, they're all watching the game, dude. They're all watching the big game. <laughs> A thousand people watching this and nobody notices that sword just stops in midair. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think this is a cool trick, the the, the sword getting hit. Because I didn't know what it was going to do. It was on fire. I thought it was just going to be cool. Not to get too far off topic again, but in Bleach, everybody's sword has a special ability. And there's one guy whose sword, every time he connects with the other person's sword, their sword gets heavier. Yeah. So it like doubles in weight each time. So the first time, it's like, oh, okay, nothing. The second time, it's like, well, it's getting a little heavy. And then eventually, they can't lift the sword anymore. I just always thought that was such an underrated, cool move. It's, it just completely debilitates their, their weapon. Um, but Arthur, facing this same issue just keeps rolling and ducking and weaving and punching. And eventually he's able to get Darian's sword from him and, and hold him at, at, at sword point. Yep. 
he uh, Merlin has to do a spell to d- d- yeah, another spell in there. Of course, Merlin's or, meddling in his affairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Um, and <laughs> as it looks like Arthur is about to kill Darian, uh, he stabs the sword into the ground beside Darian's head instead, and the crowd goes wild. The Camelot side absolutely loves this. Long live the Loving king! The shit. Is chanted. Um, and really, for everybody else, it's just like, well, okay, there goes a Saturday. We'll head home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess we got to. I Nobody got to, died. I got except to wear, for you know their king. But. Got to wear my suit for a while, and now we got to go right back home. Um, yeah. Morgana is obviously kind of pissed off and just like immediately walks away. Uh, and the queen approaches Arthur and has this like almost grudging respect uh, and says, mm-hmm. you know, she will comply by the agreement. And then they shake hands and she says, I have to ask you, why did you spare my champion? And Arthur says, because it is not victory I seek, but peace. Uh, and this finally, like, it impresses her. And she says, there's something about you that gives me hope for us all. Uh, kind of seeing this, like, this idea around Arthur, this this goodness around Arthur that okay he he fucked up and killed my husband, but he seems to learn a lesson about that. So I guess I'm okay yeah. with him killing my husband. That's gonna it's make it crazy because you gotta think like it. She's let's she's letting him off so easy here, mm-hmm. but maybe it's just the the lives that these people live. Her husband was off kind of like warring in in Camelot's territory to begin with, right? So I don't know. Maybe there's just something about her and the circumstances in which she's just like, uh, if, if somebody is actually wanting us to be able to just go our way in peace, maybe that is something that I should genuinely accept because you got to imagine that Uther wasn't a very nice neighbor. And, um, you know, he's always calling and, and complaining to the housing association about you're not mowing your lawn or something. So <laughs> Uther seems like that kind of guy. And Arthur's like, I don't even, I don't even, I don't care, care about if your you lawn. own a lawnmower. Yeah, yeah. That's none of my business. That's, that's none of my business. None of my business. Has has no idea. That just does not care. Um, I'll also say too that uh, the king looked like he was probably in his uh, mid to late thirties, maybe early forties, in actor age. Uh, that seems like a pretty good time for this time period. Like, you know, what I'm saying, like, you got yeah, forty yeah. years. Like, this, you go out warring all the time. Like, you're gonna get fucked up eventually. Like, maybe this was good enough. Um, yeah. So uh, she didn't like him that much. It was more just the insult of them, you know. Yeah, the yeah, king. yeah, yeah. Didn't really like that dude very much, but was like, "Oh, well, I can't, I can't abide this insult." Um, later on, Morgana approaches the queen and says, "Like, there's going to be other opportunities." Uh, and this is when the queen like completely shuts Morgana down uh, and says that Morgana must let her. It says, "You're consumed by bitterness, and it spreads in you like a disease." Uh, Morgana, of course, responds to this and just scoffs and is like, I will not rest until all of Camelot bows before me. And the queen, just all, while Morgana's leaving, is like, I fear you were more like Uther than you realize, which is just Dude. the ultimate devastating blow for her. Nothing could be more insulting oh than God. saying that Morgana is like Uther. And in a way, she's right. Yeah. Even though, like, I, don't, I repeat myself every time I bring it up because Morgana is far more justified than Uther ever was because Morgana is getting revenge. But uh, Uther thought he was too, right? So. Uh, she's she's willing to do anything, kill anyone. It doesn't matter to get what she wants, which is just like Uther. Just like Uther, you become the thing that you hate the most, right? Like you were, if you're willing to sacrifice, um, mm-hmm. you really need to watch uh, Andor at some point because there's a really good speech in Andor about. Uh, being willing to sacrifice i'm sorry to bring some star wars with this stuff it's fine i love a good speech especially um, when it's in star wars especially when it's in star wars but a speech about like i because he he the the main like spy dude is asked like you know uh i'm i'm over here like spying on the empire for you but like what are you doing he's like me i'm literally sacrificing my humanity in order to be like my enemies in order to be, be able to win over my enemy 
Um, and I, I, when I saw that in Andor, I was like, oh, this makes a lot of sense it, it, for the Morgana Uther thing, right? Like she is oh, yeah. literally yeah. sacrificing her humanity over and over again in order to triumph over Camelot, a city that doesn't necessarily give a fuck about her. <laughs> like they're, it's not like they're, Dude, they're so disinterested. They're just not <laughs> like they even stopped chasing her. Like they've been dealing with their own shit for a while. Like they've, you know, they put a fucking water park up in the back. Like nobody's caring about Morgana anymore. Like they're caring about water slides and water slides only. <laughs> she comes in making a big stink every couple weeks and they're just like Morgana. Morgana, we have a tide pool. Do you know what that is? Morgana, we have we have food trucks now. (laughs) (laughs) We have artisan breads. We have artisan breads. What do you want? (laughs) Gaius opened up a boutique sneaker shop. Nobody saw that coming. Everybody loves it. You can get high profile Air Jordans. His old robe with some sweet Jordans (laughs) underneath. Some sweet fucking Air Force Ones. Look at these. These are are those are limited edition. Morgana. God, these are collectible. I brush them with a toothbrush every morning before I come Keep out your here. your petty revenge, Morgana. <laughs> these are cleaner than my underwear, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> these, are, these are cleaner than my conscience, all right? <laughs> so yeah, nobody cares about Morgana. <laughs> Even this other queen is like, get out. I'm tired of you already. <laughs> Oh, I don't know where we are in this story at all. Where we are? Is, so they, Arthur, get home. Arthur returns to Camelot. He's a he's a hero. Merlin's ribbing him about whatever the hell they're talking about. Um, and of course, Arthur admits, "Hey, I should have listened to you, Merlin. You you were telling me the truth, and for once, you were right. And if I had a nickel for every time that Arthur said that Merlin was right, I'd have a number of nickels by now. <laughs> a handful um, of nickels, absolutely. I'd have a good uh, chunk of nickels. I could hurt somebody with a sock full of these nickels." Um, sorry, I'm getting violent again. What's going on with me? Later, finally, I guess, I don't know what's going on here because Arthur's laying in bed. And I thought that Gwen came in and surprised him, but then I realized, no, he must have called her to his chambers. But Very he, weird. Instead of like waiting pensively by the window, he's just he relaxing gets, gets in, in bed. bed. <laughs> and he pops up and he gives her a flower. But, uh, uh, but he Chris, says Chris, Chris, sorry. Chris, he gives her a flower that he was hiding underneath his pillow. <laughs> Ew, dude. So, like, one of the flowers is all, like, droopy. And, and I think they did this on purpose. I think this is supposed to be, like, meat cute kind of stuff. Uh, but it's just, like, why are you putting the flowers underneath your pillow? What are you so doing? stupid, dude. Nobody uh. gives Arthur enough credit for how stupid he is. <laughs> just like his father, he has zero game. Absolutely He's got no, no game. game. Um, and, and he is really, really fortunate that Gwen is able to accept his apology. Because he doesn't, he barely even gives one. He's like, hey, I'm sorry, that was stupid. And then he kisses her. Uh, and it's like a sweet moment, but it's like, dude, you should be fucking kissing her feet right now. You should be bowing and, and groveling and saying, I'm so sorry for calling you unacceptable or inappropriate or whatever the hell. Um, but I guess, again, maybe just she just knew he was acting a fool and he had to go through this this character development. Um, when everybody would see Gwen in the streets, they'd be like, Gwen, why the long face? What's up? And she's like, oh, Arthur's dealing with character development today. Give it a few. It'll be back to <laughs> it'll normal. Be, it'll be normal. <laughs> and she's very tolerant of his character development. When she's, will, she's already put up with quite a lot. When will Gwen become the main character of the show already? That's what we're waiting for. Gwen needs to be the main yeah. character of the show. Uh, she needs to that that's what she needs to achieve justice in my mind um, I think so I think so I like this they, they do a bunch of making out and then we get the uh, preview for the next episode where uh, um, our boy Dragoon is going to show up uh, and Merlin is going to be captured by Morga- Morgana which is gonna, I think going to be a great time so I'm excited about yes. that one uh, this I mentioned at the top like I think this is a really good episode I don't think this is a mm-hmm. specifically like fun episode it's besides like a couple of jokes like 
Merlin tripping over the tent or calling Arthur a cabbage head. Like there's not a lot of like that typical Merlin brand wackiness that I would mm. associate with this. It's really much more of like the exploration of, you know, oh, Arthur has to go through this journey in order to become a good king, uh, which is fine. Like, it's great. Like it's, yeah. it's a very serious and like mature kind of approach to this where that he actually has to go through this process. And I'm, I'm kind of here. Yeah. The last, the last episode I, I had said that the episode cheered me up when I watched it, you know, it just, it just put me in a good mood. This didn't have the same effect, which isn't, I don't mean that like, Oh, this episode sucked. It just meant it was just a more serious episode dealing with stuff. And I liked it a lot for what it is. Um, but it, it did have that different tone than, than some of the last episodes, even like, um, well, other than when Uther died, it, 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 the more serious stuff has still kind of had this adventurous spirit to it. And um, this one didn't have that. It really was a character study. And I think that they did a really good job. Yep. Absolutely. Um, that's pretty much it for me. That's all I got. Do you have any yeah. any last thoughts? I'm looking forward to seeing Dragoon. Every time I see him in a preview, I go, oh, yeah. It's yeah. so fucking good. I love it so this much. This is what I signed up for. What a great idea for a fucking just a recurring character. It's just so fantastic. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. We very, very much appreciate it. Uh, we, we love you all. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash monster of the week. You can also leave ratings and reviews. You can also talk to us on various social media platforms. I don't know which ones. The internet's in a state of flux. Everything, <laughs> every social media site fucking sucks ass. Uh, but just, you know, send us an email. It's still his kingdom keeps at gmail.com if that's what you want to do. Uh, you can text Chris, 617-232-4675. Just text Chris to see what he's doing. Wait um, a minute. Sorry, sorry for whosoever phone number that is. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer, that's not my number. <laughs> Is it Dex again? Did you dox him for a second? I bet I bet I I dox Dex on that one. Um, Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week. Uh, (laughs) In between, we'll see you in the iMessage. scared you with the 617 though didn't i oh you had me you had me for a second i have no idea what your phone number is but and when i'm texting to you on my laptop for whatever reason the contacts don't sync so it's just phone number so i know it's you when it's the six my phone number is basically all sixes nice well don't we i'm still recording so we probably shouldn't i I, I turn my dude cut that part out (laughs) they're just gonna keep trying any number of sixes i don't people get too fucking close i don't need it Can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, okay. I can hear you. My voice connection isn't looking good, but do I sound like I'm a robot? Okay. Well, when you said that, you cut out a little bit, so that's pretty funny. Poop!
<laughs> Am I still cutting out? Am, you know, are you are you catching all my uh, all my <clears throat> rhymes over here? I'm I'm getting all of the rhymes. Okay, let me know if it gets worse, and then I can I can restart my computer. Um, okay. We keep getting lots and lots of snow, so the little but weather. That- the weather icon on my uh, on my windows here just keeps saying mix coming because it's mix. gonna be a mix of snow and rain. But it just sounds like the weather app is about to drop a, a mixtape. What if they what if they mean Sir Mix a lot is coming? I honestly better than more fucking snow. Um, it's either mix mix coming or heavy mix. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what's up with the heavy Ooh. mix? I'm fucking with that one. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna do a heavy mix on this podcast and give us Hell the yeah. bass boost. Yeah, dude. Uh, most people know we love a good bass boosted podcast. Absolutely, we, I threatened to do a bass boost podcast a while back, and I, I I don't remember what happened. I probably just got lazy and didn't do it's it. If but. you get if you are listening it to it to us on the public feed, it's just normal. It's if just you normal to the Patreon feed. It's bass boost. boost. <laughs> what would that even sound like? I don't. I really. I really have no idea. Like I could. I could probably make it happen though if you really wanted me to. Like it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be too too terrible. <clears throat> um, what's up? How you doing? Uh, just having a day. Things have just been. A day. This week has been crazy. Autumn and I relived that Thirty Rock meme, uh, where I got home last night, um, fairly late, and she had been home like working her ass off all day, and uh, we were in the kitchen like, and I, I was like, "We're making a drink," and she's like, "We're making a drink." She goes, "Hell fucking yeah!" Dude. She was like, "Jeremy." It has been a week, and I was like, "Autumn, it's Tuesday." Yeah, <laughs> like, limited Tuesday. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's going around. Jess texted me yesterday, like in the middle of her day. She was like, "How the fuck is it only Tuesday?" It's fucking Tuesday, man. Uh, my work is blown up. Her work is blown up. Um, and then today, uh, you know that I have like we have somebody come in and sit with Mark for a couple of times a week. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. So she called me today and was like, "Hey, I just want to let you know that uh, today is going to be my last day. It's not anything about you and Mark. Uh, I love Mark to death. He's great, uh, but I got my first paycheck, um, and it wasn't even enough to like pay for my gas to come back and forth. And I, the first thing I thought is like, well, a we voluntarily like pay for your gas. Like we give you gas every gas money every yeah. week. But that's that's fine. Whatever. Like I don't I don't know the details. I don't care. And she's like, but I can work for you guys directly. And I was like, no, that's exactly why we have a, an agency involved in this process and yeah, when people yeah, quit yeah, i don't yeah, have yeah. to fuck around with this um and so she she leaves and then uh and she's not really she's not supposed to leave till two but I, I, i'm like at the house working and I, I see her like drive off and i'm like okay so she's quitting quitting yeah <laughs> right. she's done she's fully done <laughs> and then a couple of minutes later she calls me and she's like hey uh they told me when i when i when i called them to quit she, they told me that i had to leave the premises so i wasn't i don't want you to think that i was just leaving early but like they told me that I, they didn't want me there if i was gonna quit and i was like oh like i guess that makes sense that's fine yeah i don't care either way um and so a little while later goes by and then the, the place calls me and they're like hey we're going to find someone permanent. In the meantime, I'm going to have my husband do this. And I'm like, oh, my God, what are we okay. doing? Uh, my husband's name is Arsenio. And I'm like, "Are you? is it the guy? I've only known one Arsenio. And like, yeah, there's only... Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that you could just make more of those guys. That's pretty does wild. Does he have other stuff he should be doing? Uh, does he, you know, bringing back the dog pound or whatever the fuck yeah. it was? Um, and then, like, a, another 30 minutes goes by and the place calls me back. And now um, the original chick is coming back. Uh, uh, but she had just read her paycheck wrong, so there was a misunderstanding about no what her way, paycheck dude. was, and now she's coming back. And I, and I don't care. Like I don't like yeah. I, I. I don't. But I have that's no... so much stress that you just had to go through. 
Well, and I just, it, it, it is stress because I've kind of, I've taken this over from Autumn as one of the, like, because she's so busy and like managing a whole other person's life is, is a lot. So I'm like, I try to take over stuff from her if I can. Uh, and this seemed like a pretty good, like Jeremy thing, right? Like, okay, yeah. I can, I can take care of this. Um, but yeah, like trying to, cause I've been every time we've gone through like four or five people in the last few months because they just keep quitting or disappeared. One chick just did not show up again. She like showed up once and just did not show up ever <laughs> did again. Did she think it was a one-time gig? I don't know. I have no idea. It was really weird. Uh, and is then, she still, is she just trapped somewhere in your house? Just haven't checked a back. Don't know. Don't know. Um, and every time like we get a new person, like I, I, I go over to the place and I meet them and I ask them like the same 10, 15 questions. And I, it's always funny because, uh, like I only do that stuff. Like I can only meet somebody generally when I'm working from home. Um, and mm. if I'm working from home, brother shorts and a t-shirt, <laughs> like I'm not, yeah. Yeah, I'm not yeah. dr- getting dressed up to go anywhere or anything. So like, I can only imagine what these, you know, mostly middle-aged women <laughs> who we hire yeah. to do this. Like that seems to be the demographic. Uh, like can think like I was wearing an open mic Eagle t-shirt and a fucking cargo shorts the other day. Like I have to look like a fucking idiot. So I, <laughs> I'm sure that they encounter plenty of people looking they way worse than that. Yeah. Cause I mean, they you're must. going into somebody's home. Like uh, people are just, people just living, you know, you just yeah. live it. Yeah. I am glad that they don't come into my home. Like the way that we did everything oh, right, like, right mark has his own little apartment so they never come into my house so my house can yeah. be as filthy dirty as it needs to be and like, you don't even matter. have to dust the ps5 oh brother i need to dust the ps5 though i, saw I just that the dusted other day. mine because you know how there was the big controversy about how you can't like stand it vertical um you i don't know if you saw any of that stuff did you but, see the uh, result of that though the, the thing that i think it was all it was nothing right it was yeah, like, oh, yeah absolutely fine. yeah yeah it was just yeah. a, it was just a which thing. is yeah. it's a bummer i never i don't like to have my consoles vertical but when I saw that, I thought, oh, shit, my PS5 is vertical because I can't fit it on my TV stand <laughs> any other way. Yeah, because the PS5 so is fucking big. huge. Um, but I moved stuff around, and I was able to uh, fit it on my TV stand ho- horizontally. And now I don't have a fucking giant PS5 on the floor <laughs> where it's been for two years. <laughs> so that's actually that's a huge benefit for me. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, I, need to, I need to clean out my whole entertainment center. It's, the dust has been gathering for a while. We need to do – like, I this is – it doesn't happen often. Like we, we kind of clean sporadically. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happens is like one of us will decide, like they'll wake up in the morning and be like, it's time to fucking clean. <laughs> and, and like yeah. <laughs> do, and do like a weird deep cleaning in two rooms mm-hmm. or something. And that usually like guilt trips the other one to like take care of some other stuff as well. Like it kind of yeah. makes it a group activity. Um, and this is the first year in a while. This is the first time in a while uh, that I, I looked around the house the other day and I was like, this is bad. <laughs> I need to fix mm-hmm. all of this. But we want to like, we want to remodel the living room. We want to remodel the office again. Like we want to, we want to do stuff. And that like has made me just, and it completely flummoxed me on as far. Like we need a new couch. Our couch is ripped uh-huh. to shreds and is uncomfortable now. But like we don't want to order a new couch because we might paint the walls. And then of course the couch has to match. So we can't order a new couch. We just have to suffer on the shitty couch and then not make any decisions yeah. about the walls. So it's yeah. aggravating. That's That's been my, because the house was left to, well, my mother and, and my uncle. Um, but I'm the one in here. Yeah, you live <laughs> this here. Is my, yeah, you live this is my home. Yeah. So I've just been in limbo. But like, what are we going to do? What's, what's the plan, everybody? Yeah. Because Can all I of do my anything? Problems, <laughs> yeah. All of my problems are just going into the podcast room currently. I am like where I'm sitting is just filled with junk because I'm like, well, I want to clean this up. I don't know where to put anything. I don't know what space I'm allowed to utilize yet. Uh, so this is just going in the podcast room where I don't have to look at it except for when I'm recording a podcast. Even then, I'm not looking at it now. I'm looking at my computer screen. I don't yeah. see shit behind me. <laughs> oh, I've um, got in my office right now, um, 
we you know we got a closet and i took the door off the closet because i was like this doesn't need to be i don't need a door here um but now that has resulted into things just spilling out to the bottom and i've I've got a box of um like the original ps vr thing i was like oh i'm gonna go put that in my Mm. office and i'm gonna set it up so i can play it in there that never happened i mean i've got the ps4 set up like i could play a ps4 game right now while i was on the podcast i'm not gonna do that uh, but I never got any of the VR stuff hooked up, and I'm just like, I just I gotta. It's just stuff, and I'm just at the yeah. point of my life where I hate stuff. I don't want any more yeah. stuff in my life. As a collector of stuff, I often think, "What the fuck am I doing with all this?" Dude, stuff? it's after a while, it just gets so uh, like it just it's just oppressive. Like I just look around at all the stuff that I have, and I'm like, I don't want any of this stuff looking at me all of the time. I'm ready to. One be day done I'm with gonna take stuff. like a month off of work, and I'm gonna set up an eBay account where I sell all of my just stuff. Just do everything, and yeah, and yeah. it's gonna take a month to sell. All the shit that's great dude that'd be amazing i, I want to get rid of uh, all of our books um i want to get yeah I, I we are I, I think i've told you this before like we are exclusively kindle readers now i can't remember mm-hmm. the last time we bought like a physical book in our hands that wasn't like a a cookbook or something um and i just like i just don't we just don't need two giant bookshelves of fucking dusty ass paper and like there's some yeah. books in there i genuinely love and adore that like i went out of my way to collect uh, like i've got some cool first editions in there that i found and like things like that but i just look at it and i'm like ah <laughs> fuck all yeah, of this my, that's my biggest problem is books um and manga obviously remember a couple years ago when, when my manga shelf collapsed and fell yes, over me and i was I like dude i'm fuck this I, I can't believe i collected all this i'm getting rid of it well i never got rid of it and now i only have more all I did was put some of it in boxes and then put it in the basement in a corner where nobody will find it. Perfect. But that doesn't help anybody. That was just a fucking box in the basement. Um, so yeah, I gotta. That's it's probably gonna be you know the the once all the snow goes away, then it's gonna be like spring cleaning time and and dealing with everything. Yeah, we've um, had we've had a real bad not bad, but we've had it's been raining pretty consistently. So nobody wants to like because I need to I need to drag everything out of my shed. I need to throw away. I have a wall of like just half full paint cans. That can't be good. I'm just can't be possibly be good. It can't be good. Can't be <laughs> I don't. Good. I mean, like I don't know. It's not necessarily bad, but it can't be good. I don't know from paint, but like I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to just store that shit indefinitely. Uh, <laughs> I think you're supposed to leave them open. Oh my god, that's even worse. I think it seems to feel like it would just spill everywhere. But like you literally can't go in my shed, so I need to clean out the shed. And then Autumn needs to clean out our utility room from all of her barred stuff. And then we need to clean out the kitchen. And then, like, overflow kitchen overflow goes to laundry room. And laundry room overflow goes to empty shed. And then, then we can start working on other rooms and, like, doing other stuff. And it just all seems so daunting that I don't even want to start any of it. It's just yeah, ridiculous. It's too much. Everything's too much. I Spring. just a game, dude. <clears throat> I had to buy tires for my car this week, bro. I'm uh, adulting no. too much. I'm adulting no, too much. No. How much do you, do you think four tires cost for a fucking 2014? Like like $2,000, probably more than that. I Dude, don't fucking know. It was $500 for four tires, which I guess doesn't Jesus. sound like a lot, but does sound like a lot. I and then know. I asked, because I have to get... I have to get tires from my I truck. I just assumed the worst. You have a you have a truck. I just assume it's probably twice the amount. Oh, that was that's that's for my car. My for the the truck. I was they it was like eight hundred and seventy, and I'm complaining about this to a, a coworker, and he was like, "Dude, that's pretty good." And I'm like, "Fuck off! Why did we accept this? This tire yeah, should not be this good, much." Yeah, even if it's good, it still fucking sucks. It's just rubber, man. Yeah, it's a thousand dollar thing that's just gonna wear out. Like, what the fuck? I don't like this. She sucks. I just wish I could live at my house, never drive anywhere, have everything delivered to me by other people so they can maintain mm-hmm. their own tires. Dude, I haven't I haven't left my house in I don't know how long. I honestly don't know. I can't remember. Um I get fucking groceries delivered. And when I say I don't know how long, I mean like it's been a week. Yeah. Uh, cuz it started snowing heavily last week 
near the Wednesday, Thursday region of, of the week. And so I didn't go into, into the office. I worked from home. Jess and I didn't go out this weekend. I genuinely don't think I've left my house since since last. So what? Yeah, seven full days. That's actually that's like a new fucking, thing. That's I've gone out to shovel. That's I've done that. <laughs> and I did go out earlier, and I realized that my car was the only one on the street that was still like kind of buried in snow a little because <laughs> I haven't <laughs> moved it anywhere. So I, I love it. That, I love but, it, though, uh, man. I absolutely love it. Yeah. I'm a, oh. I would, I would, I, I, I do feel bad about delivery stuff sometimes, like because I feel like that's just putting my laziness onto other people and now they sure. have to be less lazy than I do. Uh, and I've talked before how I hate to see like Sunday delivery. I just don't believe, I don't mm-hmm. believe in Sunday delivery as like a philosophical value. I don't think our culture needs that. I just yeah. don't think so. Uh, but I would, I would become a hermit. I think like if I ever got a full-time remote job, uh, I would, I would just literally become a hermit. There's very few things that would get me out of the house, I think. So I don't know. Yeah, it's, um, it's excellent. It's been an excellent week of being a hermit. I've been, I sometimes when I work from home for a while, I get more stressed out because I feel like I'm not able to like do everything as well as I can when I'm in the office just because I've got I've just got a better setup at work. There's just plain and simple. But being home, I don't know, just dealing with the weather. I've just kind of been like, whatever, I don't give a fuck. I've been so like stress free, which is, as you know, very, very, very not like you. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) I'm just I'm just chilling. I didn't play Fire Emblem on my lunch break like I told you I was going to, but I've just been just gaming and just chilling and kind of like just dealing with whatever. I don't even care right now, which, you know, give me like 45 minutes and I'll find something to be fucking freaking out over. But right now I'm just chilling. (laughs) I, uh, I finished that Marvel game that I told you about. Um, oh yeah, that was that that ended about as well as a comic book could possibly end. Um, not super great, but not super bad or anything. Uh, really enjoyed that overall. Uh, and then I started playing a game that I I, I want you to check out. Um, it's called Norco. Have you heard about this? Um, I maybe saw you post screenshots of. Yeah, it. I, po- I posted something the Discord the other day. So Norco is a town in Louisiana. Um, it is in like one of the like industrial like. Uh, plant areas of Louisiana. It's like outside, right outside New Orleans and St. Charles Parish. Um, the person who created this game, or at least the person who's like interviewed the most about it, goes by a pseudonym online because they said that the uh, the, the content, that stuff in the game is a little too close for home and they don't want to put their real name out there, which mm. is really weird. Like it's a real like Banksy situation almost. <laughs> I don't know what's Ooh. going on. Uh, but they grew up in St. Charles Parish and it's just... It's absolutely remarkable. I've never played a game that's set in Louisiana or that references Louisiana in, in like such a actual lived-in way. Um, and like, there's they go to the French Quarter. Like, there's a there's a little brief like sojourn to the French Quarter. But like, that's most of what you see in video games. It's like, oh, mm. there's an alligator. There's a swamp. <laughs> or we're it's going always, to New Orleans. It's always a swamp and an alligator. It's that's always it. a swamp and an alligator. Uh, and this is like talking about like the creeping industrial stuff like how plants were buying up residential neighborhoods in order to force residents out uh to and then you know purposely spilling stuff in the area to devalue the homes so they could buy the homes cheaper and stuff like that um and then it also has a layer of like near future kind of apocalyptic climate change hallucinogenic weird shit happening uh because you you play the game from the perspective of a of a daughter who's coming home after her mother died and then also Mm. the mother uh, we obviously set just a little bit in the past before she died. Like you play it from both of their perspectives and it gets real fucking weird real quick, but the writing is absolutely great. The, and the, the art is really fun. It's just yeah, like the a visual style is really, really cool. Yeah. And the, the, the only thing I don't like about it is like, it's obviously a PC game first. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's just like, 
it, it's one of the worst controlling <laughs> or like point yeah. and click adventure games I've ever played on a, on a console. Uh, but it, other than that, like, and I can get around that a lot. So it's, but it's been really, really neat. The puzzles are really cool. There's like a weird like combat kind of system to it. That's interesting. That's interesting that I didn't expect. Um, so yeah, I'm just. So did, I, did you did you finish it? Or are you just going through it? I'm. Uh, I think I'm like halfway through it because uh, I had to look up. Uh, a, a a solution for something because I just had no idea where to go next. I got stuck, uh, and I when I looked at it, I was like halfway through all of the chapters. So um, oh, interesting. But it's really good. It was it's free on Game Pass, uh, and I think it was like twenty bucks on PlayStation. I'm playing on PlayStation because I just bought it there because I just wanted. I was like, oh, this seems like a cool Louisiana thing. I got to support it, and I'm glad I did. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder if it's on Switch. Do you know if it's on Switch? Did you just say if it was on Switch? You said I, Xbox, right? I said Xbox and PS5 and definitely PC. I do not know about Switch. I've been using the Switch a lot more. I think like gearing up for Fire Emblem, I just was like, you know what? I'm going to hold this thing in my hands. And that has been like a, another just relaxing thing. I don't even got to look far away, dude. My eyes, I don't even have to go far. This thing's just right in front of me in my hands. I was never a handheld Switch guy, but today I am. Um, I'll be damned. But this game, like story games specifically, I feel like I can focus on them a lot better when it's handheld because it's like holding a tablet or holding a book or holding my phone i'm so i'm closely engaged with it and, and reading it but yeah that game looks really cool and yeah i'm gonna i'll have to check it out i was i was trying to search to see if it would be on the switch uh and learned that it's the first game in a trilogy which sounds oh <laughs> <laughs> interesting did not know that uh also that the guy's pseudonym i'm assuming it's a guy who used he him pronouns throughout the interview i read is yuts y-u-t-s Dude, I love. It. I think. I think I'm gonna create a pseudonym and start like posting on forums and it's, stuff. Like, it's I wanna, pretty cool. I'm gonna be honest. I, wa- I want to create like an internet persona that isn't local bones. It's yeah. not Chris at all. It's just somebody else. And maybe I'll start making stuff. Maybe I'll feel inspired to make stuff if I have a secret name. You want to be. You want to be like Wario sixty four, but like. Yeah, I'm gonna. But I'll be like the like the denim dragon or like something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I've literally been thinking about that. Like, let me just like let me join a forum. I don't know what kind of forum I would want to join though, because like I don't want to join Reddit. I just miss the days of being on forums in the past. I'm a, in addition to Yutz, member of the development team, Geography of Robots include Yutz's sister, Aaron Gray, Jesse Jacoby, and pseudonymous musicians, FM Aura and Gugali I. Dude, I want to know more about all of them. <laughs> I kind of found out about all of these people. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, cool. The game incorporates field recordings taken around Baton Rouge. I didn't even know that. That's awesome. It's, That's it's a really it's a really rad game. Like, I would, I don't know how often, like, I don't know how much, like, uh, like, Boston pride or, like, Massachusetts pride or, like, any kind of, like, nostalgia or... Like if that stuff tickles any part of your brain when you're like, oh yeah, there's mm-hmm. there's Matt Damon in a Boston accent or something like if that's yeah. if, but uh, like it just it's so so rare to see Louisiana represented with anything other than it's a swamp level uh, and yeah. I'm just so excited about it. So no, oh, that rules. Yeah, the there's I, uh, the in The Last of Us actually they're they're in Boston and yeah. you go through like the mm-hmm. subway and I remember seeing some of the the collapsed highway signs and be like, I know where that is. I know exactly where that is. So even with little things like that, it is exciting. So to have a whole game set in your fucking city, that rules. Did you, uh, are you up on Last of Us? Speaking of the TV show? So I didn't watch episode two yet. Um, okay. you we're going to watch it this episode? weekend probably. Okay. Um, it's, it is uh, interesting. I was reading the I was reading the discussion you guys were having in the Discord about how like it feels like a video game, and I'm like, oh, that's right. Like the way that they film it is kind of framed the way that they f- frame video games. 
Yeah, it's it's really bizarre to me. Like, I'm having a real hard time with it, to be honest with you, because it feels so video gamey. And if mm-hmm. you go on TikTok, you can find like comparison shots where the dialogue and like the the, the shots are almost identical from one another. Um, so now we're in the, like like I said in the Discord, we're in just like this weird loop of a video game desperately wanting to be a cinematic movie being turned into a high profile <laughs> TV show, yeah. which is now like aping uh, what the video game did to try to pretend that it was a cinematic movie. And I'm just, it's just kind of confusing in places. Like mm-hmm. there's one point where in the first episode, uh, there's a scene where Joel is like, and you probably remember this from the game, but the, or and the first episode, I forgot you watched it, uh, where there's like wheeling around the truck or whatever. Right. And the camera is like mm-hmm. set in the between the two people in the front seat and like you're seeing everything happening through the windshield of the vehicle. And in the game, I remember like that being kind of cool and cinematic and interesting mm-hmm. uh, and seeing it in the TV show. I was like immediately taken out of it. Like I was just like, yeah, and, give me an aerial shot. Let me see the whole fucking room, dude. And autumn, autumn said like, I can, she goes, I haven't really seen you play this game ever, but I can just like see, where the button presses on the screen should be while I'm watching this. Yeah. <laughs> like where you're yeah. supposed to hit like the trigger or like X or whatever. Um, and I thought that was really, really funny. Autumn's like, yeah, I can that see is, the button yeah. presses. Um, it's, I wonder if it's like, it's going to be cursed by how faithful of an adaptation it is. Not cursed. Cause it does seem like people are, are really enjoying it. I wonder if it is holding itself back at least through the medium by trying to stick so closely to the structure of the game and not taking, you know, uh, 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 risks with like the directing, you know, by yeah. sticking so close. I mean, let us see things in a different way because I mean, but again, I, I don't know. Part of, I think why you connect to that game so much or people connect to that game so much is because it's in your hands. You're in control. You're in control of Joel or whoever, when you, when, when you're doing these actions, so they feel real to you, but you gotta, you gotta communicate that differently in a yeah. TV show. Yeah. Otherwise it's gonna, it's gonna just feel like you're watching somebody else play a video game, which isn't always the best thing to do. It's so weird, man. It really is. Like I just keep expecting them. Um, there was a scene in the second episode where they walk into a room um, and the very video game thing happens like they're immediately behind them with the door they came through is just blocked like some rubble falls oh yeah <laughs> and my least lo- favorite thing about the last of us is you climb through a window and suddenly it's like oh, i forgot uh, there's actually there was some ammo back there nope okay all right no, I'm just go go fuck myself. i looked at autumn and i was like i hope they got all the collectibles because <laughs> they're not Seriously, going back to get those trophies it's, <laughs> it's so it was such a weird thing dude it really was like it's it's it, and i'm enjoying this show like i think uh-huh. it's uh the two the two main actors uh, are great. Um, the I, I mean it's it, it's obviously like they have poured a lot of energy and work into into this thing, and I'm way more interested in it than I thought I would be because I don't really I played The Last of Us and I was like okay that was a fun video game, but I never like mm-hmm. really got into it after that. So I don't know. It's I was surprised by how much I like it. Yeah. Well. Hell yeah. Um. Sorry, I'm clicking you, off my. Uh... You just stopped talking. You, you just yeah, stopped. You just I got really distracted by my stupid fucking antivirus. Like, give me a thousand pop ups because I don't ever turn this computer on. Um, so I, I've been playing the new Fire Emblem, okay. and since we've already been talking for a while, I'll make this short. The story is incredibly, incredibly goofy, and the characters are absolutely outrageous. And I'm finding myself kind of mashing through the um, the talking scenes a little bit. They're very short, though. Talking scenes are very short. They're not making you stick around for a lot. Um, but it has passed the Fire Emblem test, which is, will I stay up too late on a work night, school night in the past? Will I stay up too late playing this game Perfect. in bed? 
with all the lights off, which is exactly what I have been doing twice in a row. I did this. Could not believe myself. I have like a limit. Like I can't play video games past like 10 o'clock at night or otherwise I'm not going to be able to fall asleep. <laughs> I was up until midnight playing this game. Um, and I have to say, I don't think Three Houses had this effect on me. When I played Three Houses, like the, the it didn't scratch the strategy itch as much because really? that game is so much more open with what you could do with every character and it focused more on like the school stuff, like the persona side of it. Um, this is just... It's just really silly stuff happening, but then you get into the maps. I'm playing on hard mode with a classic setting, which means if a character dies, they're dead forever. They don't come back. Um, and it is making me have to think about everything in, in a really you know interesting way, I guess. And I'm, I'm hooked, dude. I'm hooked. All I want to do is play fucking Fire Emblem. It's fantastic. Do you want to turn off the um, podcast and just go play Fire Emblem right now? Yeah. Um, I, that haircut, the Colgate hair, still unbelievable. Still not over it. Uh, but other than that, really loving the game. Let's talk about Merlin, dude. We should probably talk about Merlin. You're not you're not wrong. Merlin, 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 Merlin. I'm begging of you, please don't tip my king. Merlin, 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 Merlin. Is it more gonna your type of thing? Your magic is beyond It's all.